congratulations. You found it. The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing. Starring the original book divas, Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden, and special guest, Alyssa Mann, the queen of romance. These people are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination, one book at a time. They are three book girls. Hello, hello. All right, you're going to have to stay up on it because I've got you turned up as loud as you'll stay go. Stay up on it. Up Jump on, on it. it. Oh, you, oh, get on it. Mic- did you turn your microphone back on? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so I'd state the obvious question first. Have you tried I can't to get any clothes off. Have you tried turning it off and turning it back on again? <laughs> he loves that really, show. Can we do that to all of 2020? Just turn it off and turn it back on again? Yeah, fuck, I wish. I should rewatch the IT crowd. <gasps> I yes. love the IT crowd I so much. I do too. I haven't rewatched it in a while. I'm so backlogged on my Netflix right now. Why? I need what are to you finish. Watching? Well, I'm I'm on the last season of Grey's Anatomy. I thought you were done with that. No, no, it's, it's forever. It's so many seasons. Fifteen. Why the fuck seasons. would you torture yourself with medical fucking drama for fifteen seasons? Because I got drawn in, and now no. I'm now I'm invested. I hate it. I really hate medical drama. Now, having said that, I liked House. There we go. So did I. House was fucking I mean, awesome. House was, House was good, but Grey's has just gone on for too damn long. Well, it, this is the last season, right? No. Supposedly. Well, they said something about the season finale. That's not the that's not the same as the series finale. Or They're still going. Series. Well, they said that this was supposed to be the last. It's like the Energizer Bunny. Do you want to... I'm okay. Okay, if you get warm... You're going to have to put that shade down. I'm going to have to start working on the Bowflex. Yeah, yeah pull on that Bowflex, <laughs> girl. Arm, arm workout. I'm going to be over here, you know, <laughs> working it out. Cause there the, you go. The, uh, the vents in this room don't work. I already um, had my workout carrying all that shit in from Sam's. Holy crap. Martha's goodies are for goodies for your mom. No, goodies for me. I went shopping oh, for, for me. There you go. <clears throat> it's not the Corona. Uh-huh. It's allergies. The allergies oh, the are aller- terrible the right now. The pollen is fucking awful. I know. Aaron. It's just killing. My nose is running. My eyes are itching. I've got that perpetual. <coughs> oh, they mowed in the apartment complex on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So yesterday, that's why I was so run down during the Zoom, was because I'd taken extra strength Mucinex and then drank wine. Oh, yeah, that'll well, do So it. I was super, wo- I was kind of woozy, and then I was like, no, I want to drink wine anyway. Mm-hmm. And then after after the Zoom, I just had to go lie down. I was. It looked like, a, it looked like Alyssa took a picture of herself and just like taped it to the screen. She, like, <laughs> we were just, we should all be happy that I was upright on the chair because I was just like, I could lay down at any moment. <laughs> I kind of think that's a good idea. Can we do that next Zoom? <laughs> just tape a picture of ourselves. You probably could up there. And then I could lay down on the couch. Or be like that one commercial, that one drug commercial where you have the little fan that's a smiley face. Just put it in front of your face. (laughs) We need some of those. We do. Yeah, there you go. We did did the Zoom again last night with our book tribe. And we had had actually a pretty good turnout last night. Yeah. We had Misty from from Knoxville area. We had Keith from Pennsylvania. Keith is a woman, by the way, and she's awesome. Brittany from from, uh, 
south of Dallas, Autumn from Dixon, Tennessee, Shona G from Denton, Texas, uh, Dana from near Philly, Pennsylvania, Rachel from Baltimore, and Allison from Milwaukee. We had all those guys last night. And then us, of course. So there were three, there were four of us at one point. Five. Five. Five of us. We weren't all on at the same time because Kayla got on after Bonnie left. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. So four all at one time, but five That's still pretty good. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a lot of people all on one one Zoom chat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And we talked for a long time. We talked like two hours. (laughs) We did. We started at, at seven and it was almost 10 by the time we quit. That's like three hours. I know. It, and, oh, shit, it is. <laughs> and guess who was super drunk by the time we were done? Girl raises hand. Martha. <laughs> yeah, I was super, super drunk and super, super hungover this morning. I bet. Ron was hungover, too, because he was drinking with uh, with Cosmo. Cosmo's Q guy. Oh, in my head, I you said Cosmo, and immediately my brain went Seinfeld. Cosmo. Cosmo Kramer's here. What? <laughs> Cosmo's cute. And all I could think of was that he was drinking Cosmos, and then I was really confused. Well, there's a guy who lives in our neighborhood that makes the best fucking barbecue. <gasps> so barbecue plus. man. Oh yes. my god, guys, look up Cosmos Q. He does YouTube um, videos and stuff, and the best seasonings on the fucking planet. I mean, that man, one, they're so good. That one that I have at home is so delicious. It's like spicy because it's jalapeno, but it's sweet too. Yeah. So good. Yeah, we I've got... never been a big barbecue person. Oh man, You're I from am. from Tennessee and you've never been a barbecue person? What the fuck, I know, Megan? It's, it's sacrilege, really. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but they do the rubs too. The rubs are good. They have one called um, Blocking It Out. I had to take a migraine pill today, so... The hangover pollen cure is what you would Hangover. Hangover. (laughs) So today I went to Sam's, you know, and you know how Martha gives me a hard time about I make up songs and I sing randomly. My son does the same thing. We're walking through Sam's Club (laughs) and Sweet Caroline comes on and, um, we're walking down the aisle and he's like oh this is a good song i have a song about touching during corona and the guy who's in the aisle with us goes hey that's a classic (laughs) (laughs) so then tyler starts changing the words to the song as we're walking and i'm like you are my son (laughs) i've I've ruined him ruined him for everybody don't touch your friends (laughs) (laughs) you could get real sick so sick so sick (laughs) everything is everything has changed everything has changed you know i i got so stressed out while we were watching the mass singer on wednesday night (gasps) because the audience is all sitting close and everybody's sitting close does anybody else do that now when you're watching tv it doesn't matter it still stresses me out it doesn't stress me out because i know this was filmed in like november (sighs) i don't understand how they could keep it quiet that whole time non-disclosure agreements for the entire fucking audience the fuck out of you yeah well and so also what they do is when they reveal the person the audience is gone they only do fill-ins of like friends and family when they're actually unmasking so they do i'm on the reddit the subreddit see i'm I'm sitting there the whole time going oh my god they're so close who got unveiled this week the kangaroo. kangaroo yeah I got that one. 
Did you? I have no idea who half these people are. I have a really excellent knowledge of what's happening with the Kardashians at all times. I do not, which is why I had no idea who this person was. Ron goes, do you know who that is? I'm like, no, I do not. It took a while. Who's who's in the astronaut uniform? Hunter Hayes, for sure. 100%. Who's who's Hunter Hayes? Like a country pop star from a couple years ago. Yeah. He's got a real nasally voice. He sings right out his nose. I told Ron that it was a country singer. He's like, no, you say that every time. Mm -hmm. Who's in the who's in the turtle? Oh, that's Jesse McCartney. Really? Oh my god. Oh, that has to be Jesse McCartney. Yeah. I did not listen to Beautiful Soul like a thousand times in middle school not to know when his voice comes on. Yeah, I don't know him either. And I work for a fucking radio station. He was a heartthrob when I was fourteen. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sort of like when I was young, it was the Keen Brothers. Any of you guys ever heard of the Keen Brothers? God, I was so in love with them when I was in junior high. That's the are Jesse we, McCartney of my time. Are we talking like boy bands here? Yeah, there was they were he brothers. Was kind of boy band. I mean, he was in that era of the other boy bands. He was in Dream uh, Street, and then he left. Oh, hmm. See, I blocked out Dream Street from they, my memory. They're not very good. Yeah, exactly. They're not worth <laughs> our time. But yeah, he was in Dream Street, and then he left, and then he had major mainstream success, and then he didn't anymore. But that's definitely him. Mm-hmm. I think so too. I'm gonna be really shocked. So if who's when they unmask, it's not him? We 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 record it and forward through everything except for the singing, so we can watch it together. It is one of two things I watch when it's actually on. The other thing being The Bachelor. <laughs> you know, sometimes I wonder, <laughs> Alyssa, why are we friends? I don't know. I just don't understand. Because I'm cute. You are cute and fun and so fun. Megan is zooming in, in case you wonder, and there's only. She can only see one of us at a time because of the way I've got the studio configured. Because of social distancing, we need six feet. So we're sort of in a a V. You could lay a fully grown man down between each of us. Yeah. There you go. That's because we're safe up in here. We are. Just not an extremely tall man, but... Not like an average-sized man. Average size. Yeah. I have all these interviews that I do during the week with doctors for my job and uh they get to see the soccer fat head now instead of the window <laughs> it looks better than the beer pong banner yeah yeah the beer that's got to come down eventually why i think it's super classy yeah. well, it yeah, says get your balls wet i love it <laughs> yeah yeah get, get your balls wet i love it as much as we talk about balls on this podcast it fits i think that should be our banner we I, could we just cover the that... beer pong part we it could say three book girls get your balls but wet. keep the get your balls wet up there it is very colorful it is yeah i had an adventure this week did you i left the house (gasps) it was so exciting where did you go walmart so i did walmart grocery pickup because i was like well that's safe i can do it i have the time that'll be safer someone will just come to my car and bring me my stuff and so it was for between seven and eight Ooh, that's a terrible time to go for pickup. I didn't know that. It was the only time left. And I had, I placed the order like Tuesday night. Yeah. So it was like way out. So anyway, I, they texted me at like 7.50 and was like, we're running behind. We'll send you an email when your order's done. So they didn't send me an email till 8.15. So when I got there at 8.30, I didn't leave till 9.30. Yeah. That's pretty much what Walmart pickup is like now. It took forever. Yeah, I, Luckily, there was chocolate in the car because originally my plan was to eat one of the frozen dinners that was in my Walmart grocery pickup. And so then luckily there was chocolate in the car. I would have starved to death. Yeah. Not to death, but like I would have been really hungry. So I ate a bunch of chocolate. Angry 
and still waiting for yes, you. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Being hangry in the Walmart pickup line is not good. Mm-hmm. I read a lot of my book, though. Oh, I pulled up and I was like, oh, this isn't good. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of cars out here. Yeah, I, and I'm I set my pickup for 8 a.m. on Easter Sunday. Smart. Yeah. That was a good idea. There's know, nobody going to be out there. What is Being Easter? a former Walmart employee, mm-hmm. and I worked Easter, oh my God, it was the busiest. It was like Christmas. What? Easter was so busy. Yes. That's because everybody at the last minute is going out to buy all their shit. They're buying it like on their way to wherever they're going for Easter. Yeah. When is Easter? Is it tomorrow? It's Sunday. Sunday. Tomorrow. It's tomorrow. This will. This podcast will air on Easter Sunday. Oh, I didn't. I thought it was next weekend. See, mm. everybody's so I got confused. Like totally out of sorts. It makes me really right sad because we used to love doing Easter. We used to do because my sister's birthday is Monday. So one time in her entire life, her birthday has been on Easter. But so this mm. is the closest it's been in a very long time. Hmm. Her birthday's the thirteenth. That's my godson's birthday. Yep, April thirteenth. Also, the birthday of Thomas Jefferson, which is cool. Imagine having a nephew <laughs> born on April Fool's Day. Ooh, fun! I do have one. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. That would be fun. Yeah. My brother-in-law called to tell me about it, hmm. and I'm like, "What the? F-? I'm thinking, what the fuck do you want?" <laughs> and then like, he tells you you have a nephew and you're like oh. I was like yeah right maybe I'm the asshole <laughs> yeah right dick you're like haha April Fool's <laughs> and then it turns out it, she really did have a baby on April Fool's Day <laughs> that should have been when Vanessa had Keegan because when Vanessa called me to tell me she had a baby I was like what the fuck are you talking about you had a baby <laughs> yeah because she she had a bathroom floor baby yeah she didn't know she was pregnant what okay. yeah yeah she, she had no idea she was pregnant and I mean, she didn't, she had gained a little bit of weight, but it wasn't like in her belly. She, she wore a bustier and went and worked a, um, burlesque, burlesque. There we go. She used to yeah. work in a, or do or help out with burlesque. So she would wear, you know, the bustier and, you know, a cute flippy skirt. And she wore that a week before he was born. What? Holy yeah. Shit. That's mm-hmm. crazy. That's wild. Bonnie told me, she's like, yeah, my sister had a baby. I said, you didn't tell me your sister's pregnant. She's like, well, neither did she. (laughs) She had a bathroom floor baby. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. And my sister's smaller than me. It's not even like, because sometimes you hear about that and it's somebody who's a little bit larger and you're like, all right. And her sister is not large. I can understand, but she's, she's petitely built and Mm -hmm. probably like a size 12. And she didn't know she was pregnant. See, my sister didn't show at all until she was nine months pregnant. Mm-hmm. Because we're, some people we're long torso don't. people. So the baby went clear up into her torso and there wasn't a whole lot of, I know, the whole baby thing is like The whole baby thing alien. really freaks me yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I talked to my hot neighbor, but it wasn't exciting. Mm. He just said hi. Were you, were you in Birkenstocks and socks? No, I was in an acceptable outfit this time. Okay. Good. But I was carrying my alcohol and Martha's alcohol. <laughs> so in you like were a bi- In like a big box. Well, because I was like, well, you're going to go this one time. So I bought four regular bottles of wine and oh my a God. three liter bottle of wine. Now, I, now, hot, now Hot Neighbor <laughs> thinks you're lush on top of everything else. I don't care. <laughs> it's a better look than the Birkenstocks and the pajama shorts. <laughs> so no maybe, maybe after seeing you with the box of alcohol, he understands the Birkenstocks. Maybe. <laughs> maybe oh, you just... Oh, she's drunk. Okay. okay. Maybe you just became more acceptable in his eyes. You don't maybe. know. And he's like, hey, how you doing? I walked doing? up to the liquor store yesterday 
like to get some Irish cream to like put in hot chocolate and stuff. And I was like walking back and one of my neighbors was outside and he was like, well, that takes a whole new meeting to like liquor store run. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, because we can walk to it from my, I can walk to it from my house. God, stop and- bragging, Megan. I hate it when you do that. <laughs> Nothing is that close to where we live. Brag, no. brag, brag, mm-hmm. brag. I could walk and buy a car. I can't yeah. walk and do anything. In theory, we have a car lot like right all, down all of the them street. Don't I look hate reputable, all of you, but I can't do anything from my house. I live in the fucking boonies. You out do here. live in the boonies. I can't well, order a sandwich. Own- I can't order a pizza. I got to your house without a GPS today. <gasps> I know. Yay! All by myself. Not really. I had to ask. I was like, "It's that one, right?" She's like, yes, "But it's I just that verified. One. She knew which one it was." Hey. I think I could get there now. I figured it out now. Awesome. This is only the second time I've driven here under my own power. <laughs> yeah, because you guys are always together. <laughs> because money always You drives. guys live right next to each other, and it's just... But we had to take my new car. I wanted well, to ride yeah. her new car. Of course. It was awesome. It's so nice. And not just because I don't want to stop Monday and get gas. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's probably that, too. I mean, bonus gas is super cheap now. That's true. Yeah. Which and is only... probably the only bonus out of this whole thing, is cheap yeah, gas. Yeah, can't go anywhere, so it doesn't do us any good. That's why gas is so cheap, because nobody's going anywhere. Everything's yeah. closed. Yeah, I've used half a tank of gas in three weeks yeah, so far. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> All right, let's transition, shall we, girls? Okay, so I'm going a little out of order this time with the books that I've read because I have a whole lot of war books in my queue to read. Well, what happened was I talked to my dad. Every time she talks to her dad, it's (laughs) war for months and months. So now I have... Do what? So there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, well, his war books and my war books are a little different. I go more so on the personal side. He goes more on the battle side. So, like, I have A Bridge Too Far and Flyboys and um, some. So, I'm going to be reading, like, a 40 to 60-year-old man. Hey, Scott. Hey, Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> they love you so much. <laughs> but I, lo- I like reading those books. I don't know. I'm... We won't judge you much. Can't help it. You will judge me. Yes, we will. I won't. N- I nobody's going to be listening. Everybody in the room is going to be on their phone going, mm, Facebook, Bonnie's doing a review. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys do that to me too, so fuck off. <laughs> so this is not a battle war book, but it is a war war two book. It's called The Yellow Bird Sings by Jennifer Rosner. And this is about a mother and her very small little girl who have to hide in a barn from the Nazis during World War II. So they, you know, are Jewish. It starts out just like any other book and things progressively got worse and worse and the husband had to go to work detail like they did and um one time the husband didn't come back from work detail and then they started you know ransacking homes and loading up the the Jews and everything so her and her daughter ran and um, they hid in this barn. The family knew that they were hiding in the barn and they helped them out as much as they could. Then it got to the point where they couldn't hide them any longer because the Nazis had discovered the barn and wanted to use the barn to put supplies in. Oop. 
So obviously you can't hide a couple of Jewish people in your barn <laughs> when the Nazis are coming in and out every day. So what they do is the daughter ends up going to one of the orphanages that help hide the Jewish children. And the mother uh, runs off and lives in the woods. And she actually finds a refugee camp and everything. But yeah, it's just a kind of about their story and about, you know, their life hiding in the barn and how they had to stay very, very still. And the little girl had found this little yellow bird that she kind of tamed and it was kind of like her pet. And she was very mus- musically inclined, so she would hum and sing to the bird and everything when she was allowed to make noise because obviously most of the time she was not allowed to make noise and um i don't want to go into too much detail because you need to find out if they ever come back together if they unite what happens and it was fairly good it wasn't one of the best world war ii books that i've ever read but it was still good it sounds good. That sounds like an interesting story because it kind of like diverges a little bit from like the regular because you don't have like the family all together. They're going to have their own kind of storylines. Right, right. Yeah. And and um, I thought it was kind of a different twist because it wasn't in one of the one of the camps. Because, you know, I've read so many that happened in the concentration camps. This one was actually, you know, people trying that were on the run and hiding and so on and so forth. And um the little girl, when she goes to the orphanage, which I kind of think this is cool, um, they let her take music lessons and she learns to play the violin. And she's like really good at it. Like she's like a prodigy wow. at the violin. Yeah. And so they keep giving her like the lessons and everything for free in this Catholic orphanage. And I just thought it was really cool and just very personable for the uh, nuns to let her do that. But that was called The Yellow Bird Sings by Jennifer Rosner. Not bad. Cool. Cool. Melissa, I don't think very often in my life I've ever actually seen someone sit and twiddle their thumbs. Alyssa was doing that the whole time. I am trying very. So my problem is I really like to pick at my fingernails. And so it's so I don't pick at my fingernails. (laughs) She's sitting there and I'm watching. She's going. (laughs) Actually twiddling her thumbs yeah i have to i used yeah. to do that all the time i've never stuff, seen anybody actually do that i do like, stuff like that all on the their time own. and do this with your fingers oh yeah yeah that's another thing you don't really see very often really i do that constantly. i can hear that stop it <laughs> i like the sound of it <laughs> i do too do you guys do you guys also listen to those, those channels where they talk like this no asmr yeah no no, it freaks me out. Stop it. <laughs> I don't like it. It really freaks me out. No oh. blowing in Alyssa's ears. Alrighty then. Alyssa. This week I read The Six Wives of Henry VIII by Allison Weir. And this is a biography of the six wives of Henry VIII. So in order, that's Catherine of Aragon, Anne Boleyn, Jane Seymour, Anne of Cleves, Catherine Howard, and Catherine Parr. He had a real thing for Catherine's. Catherine's and Anne's. Three Catherine's, two Anne's, one Jane. Wow. Well, because Catherine was like a very, like, common era name. It's like today's Ashley or Heather. I was going to say it's like Heather. Or Emma. Emma's the big name right now. The first Catherine actually changed her name when she got married. Because it was Katerina. Right. So. Yeah. In Spanish. 
Uh, the Spanish version. <clears throat> no, I'm sorry. We have to call you Catherine. That's yeah. what they did to Kate Middleton. She's not Kate Middleton anymore. She's Catherine. Yep. To be fair, her name was probably originally Catherine. They just make her go by her full name now. Yeah. Anyway, so this is a biography of the six wives of Henry VIII. And I really like how it kind of wove and overlapped them because their time with him all of them overlapped for the most part because he kept cheating on them ah, with others. With and, the next one. Huh? And court was not, it was a lot of people, but if you think about it, if it's a thousand people, those are the thousand people you're around all the time. Mm. So it's not like he's like in Oklahoma City and somehow he dated like six women who all kind of knew each other. It's like, well, the thousand people, all those people know each other. It's kind of like I went to a really small college. It's like you knew everyone. Or when you're from a small town, you know everybody. Exactly. It's exactly that kind of... It was basically like its own like roaming town, mm-hmm. basically. And so it starts out... Um, and my favorite part, I think, was learning about Catherine of Aragon because I knew what I knew about her starting from... Because I'm really interested in this time period. I knew about her starting from the beginning of her marriage to Henry VIII onward but her story starts way before that because she was actually married to his older brother Arthur and she um and he was very sickly and died pretty soon after they got married um and there was a they had to have a papal dispensation for Henry to be able to marry her because according to the bible well, there were two conflicting accounts. You either can or cannot marry your brother's widow. And so the Pope had to decide whether or not Henry would be able to marry her or not. Hmm. And she actually stayed in limbo for like seven or eight years where she was just unmarried at the English court. Her husband had died. She was maybe going to marry Henry VIII. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But, but she his, was quite a bit older than him, too, right? Only five years. I thought it was a lot. Oh, I thought but it was more. She was only five or six years older than he was. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they make it seem like a lot because when you see it, when you see her portrayed in the media, she's kind of this older, sedate lady. She really wasn't. She mm-hmm. died in her 40s. Like She wasn't that old when she died. She wasn't. And I think the point is they're trying to make her seem older and wiser than Henry and so you've got to make her look older than whatever 30 year old man you've got playing him Hmm. (laughs) when in reality when they got married he was 14 holy crap or 15 he was 14 or 15 when they got married and she was 20 or 21 yeah dates are real funny from back then (laughs) well I mean for back then that's a big age difference yeah it was um but when you think about it but it's not I guess as big as I thought it was. Like, I thought she was 10 years older than him. Right. I just remember I read a book about about um, Catherine, mm-hmm. and she married Arthur in the book, and, you know, it went through their marriage and everything. And I remember when she got married, them talking about Henry VIII, but he was just this little kid. But I mean, he wasn't, though. He wasn't that much younger than his brother. But I forget that she got married super young, too. So mm-hmm. even if she got married at like 15 he would have been like 10 he still would have been like a little kid yeah or if she got married at 14 or whatever i can't remember but in our eyes we'd view her as almost a little kid too right but he would have been significantly smaller because you know he hadn't gone through his growth spurt right yeah so that was really interesting to me because that wasn't something 
I knew a whole lot about because um, they kind of they couldn't decide whether or not they wanted to stay allied with Spain or not because it was all about you know alliances and who do you want to keep ties with and who don't you want to keep ties with so that was really interesting um the section on the sections on all the rest were really great um i thought that the one on Catherine howard was maybe a little biased i think that because when you get all of these retellings they're all very biased because a lot of them and especially the ones about anne boleyn and Catherine and jane seymour they're all told from different sides of religious factions. Right. So whether or not it's positive is going to be whether or not it was written by a Lutheran or written by a Catholic. Mm. So the Catholics had horrible things to say about Anne Boleyn because she was really interested in church reform, but all the Lutherans are very praiseworthy of her, and the same for Jane Seymour. And then the opposite for Catherine of Aragon because all of the reformers really hated her, but all the Catholics loved her, so... Well, and like, really wasn't the time. divorce with the first Catherine what started the Church of England because the Pope wouldn't let Henry marry Anne Boleyn? So that like probably skews people's view depending on which, like you were saying, like if the Catholics are probably like, screw you, Anne Boleyn. <laughs> like, yeah, it was yeah. a lot of that. Um, but so I thought the section on Catherine Howard was, to be fair, she was very young and we don't know a lot about her, but I thought it was very, um, I didn't think it was as fair to her as a lot of the other ones. Um, She basically calls her a whore, which I think is a deeply unfair thing. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it wasn't very good. The rest was, but that kind of lowered my rating and I made it a four instead of a five because it was just, it's like you very clearly don't like this person as much as you liked the other ones and you've kind of reduced her to this stereotype and it's kind of this stereotype that you see about her. Hmm. Like he basically calls her any like kind of dumb and I was like I don't think that's fair Mm. because she wasn't given the upbringing of the other women that he married like the rest of them were all very titled their families had money um and they were brought up in court and she was not and so she had a very different upbringing so other than that um it was a really good read I really like it was very readable which is a complaint I have about basically any other biography I've ever read is that they can be so dense, but this was super readable. So I really liked it. And that was The Six Wives of Henry VIII by Allison Weir. All I'm in my head right now is, I am Henry VIII, I am. (laughs) Oh, thanks for the earworm, Megan. It's a good song. You're welcome. I've been married to the girl next door. She's been married seven times before. Yep. Everyone was an anor- no. I am. I am. Yes. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. And now, why don't you give us what you got? All right. I also kind of went um, nonfiction this week. Wow. Uh, I know. Who are you people? <laughs> we both diverged from our normal, our normal genres a little bit. Um, so I am reviewing H.H. H. Holmes, The True History of the White City Devil by Adam Zelzer. And I have a true crime obsession as well as a YA uh, obsession. And I actually found out about this book from watching a show about H.H. H. Holmes. And I was like, I need to read this book. 
and it's like pretty thick like i was surprised how many pages it was when i got it but there's a lot of reference points too so you can kind of see where he got his information uh but it did a really great job i think of kind of demystifying who we think of of hh holmes uh, like you think of you hear all this like the devil in the white city books and you know he could have killed 80 or 90 people and all this stuff and they really can only confirm like eight or nine which is still a lot but the the story that i found most fascinating that i didn't know as much about um was the kidnapping of his former partner's children and they spent a lot of time talking about that in this book as well as the murder castle and the people like his neighbor and her daughter that went missing uh, but like it really showed how diabolical he was because he killed his partner because his partner knew too much and then somehow convinced his partner's wife to let him take two of or three of their five children like with him on like vacation or something like that and he was like moving the children with him and his then wife around the country and like intentionally misleading his partner's wife on where the kids were and they would be in the same city at the same time and like blocks away and he was moving his partner's wife with them so like he was moving both parts of the group but the two parts of the group didn't know it so like the kids were writing letters to their mom who they thought was like back home and really the mom was trying to find her kids because they realized that like Holmes was no good. And so like he was moving both parties at the same time and not, and never letting them cross. Like he would like see the mom across the street and like move the kids to a different hotel. Wow. That's like if crazy. they were crossing paths in the city, wherever they were. So it, it really gave an interesting kind of insight on stuff that I had not heard as much about of just, how manipulative and how diabolical he was and he ends up getting caught basically because of the kidnapping in the in the spoiler alert the murder of <laughs> his partner's children like it's kind of just crazy like he they some neighbors in canada he rented an apartment or somewhere in canada and the neighbors saw like two kids one was already gone at this point saw two kids and then when he moved out in the middle of the night there was one and everyone's like, well, where the hell did the other one go? And so that, like, him taking the kids is actually what got him caught because people Whoa. started noticing him. Hmm. And so it was just, it was really interesting to hear about, like, how he killed his partner and, a, and more about the murder castle and how much the myth of him has grown. Whereas, like, when it was happening... Yes, there were police like in the murder castle investigating, but it was also not like a today where they would be worried about forensics and be like, we need to preserve this area and really excavate it as compared to then they were just like, okay, this crazy dude killed a couple people. Like, we'll just tear it down. And so it's his myth has grown, I think, more than what actually happened. But it was really interesting to be able to get kind of more of that factual information based on other than the myth that we more commonly hear about him so it's a really good read if you want to really get the facts and and see 
more than the myth and the, the legend that is H.H. Holmes. So it was really a good read. I recommend it. If you're a true crime person, you'll enjoy this book. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that was H.H. H. Holmes, The True History of the White City Devil by Adam Zelzer. Excellent. Awesome. I mean, not awesome. He killed a bunch of people, but awesome book. (laughs) (laughs) Make it clear you're not a I read it and was reading stuff that I had not heard before in all my true crime watching that I was like, oh, shit, like, he was diabolical, like, worse than we thought. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right, guys, I've got a book for you that allowed me to get out of my funk. Yay! I know, I was so excited. It's so hard right now because everything is so depressing and everything is turned on its head. And I was really having a hard time getting into anything. And I even did what I usually do when I get all funked out. I go back and start reading Terry Pratchett again. (laughs) So I read two Terry Pratchett's and then I'm like, oh. And I noticed an ad on Facebook for this book well actually it was a group of books by this author who's Irish first of all I'm gonna now this is one of the reasons that I'm so fascinated by different cultures is is that everything is the same but yet it's different so say for example if I spell this name for you Mm -hmm. I want you to tell me how to pronounce it Mm -hmm. okay so it's C-A-I-M-H I am what is it? C A I M H. C A I M H? Yeah. And he's Irish. So it'd be Gaelic. All right. Now I'm going to play this for you. Okay. Listen. By Queeve McDonald. Read by Morgan C. Jones. Queeve McDonald. Queeve? Queeve. I thought queeving I, was something totally different. Well, so did I, actually. <laughs> no, that's queef. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, I I, <laughs> I had to go back and and listen to the very first part of it again because I couldn't remember. I thought a lot of times if I start listening to a book, I'm not thinking about the author. And then when I went back, I was like, how do you pronounce that? And so I went back to the beginning. And I was like, really? So who knew? That's you when know? you look at it and you're just like, yep, that's a word. Yep, it sure is. I'm going to pass it right by. <laughs> but I have to say that this, I am getting more of these books and I'm going to purchase some of them on Audible because I just love the culture in that area, especially because the way they say fuck is hilarious. It's fecking. Everything is fecking. And I just love it. It's just so fun. I love to swear in other languages. Fecking idiot. Fecking jerk. (laughs) Why do I find it funny? I have no idea, but it did make me feel better. And that's what really matters right now, right? Mm -hmm. That's right. I think that just the way people use language when they write can be fun. And this guy just fucking cracked me up. Beckon cracked me up. Beckon cracked you up? Yes. At at one point, well, first of all, let me explain to you. Wait, what's the name of this book? Oh, like shit. What's the name of That's the right. Book? It's called A Man with One of Those Faces okay. by Queeve McDonald. It starts out with the main character. I think his name is Peter. He is... I'm not really sure what his actual job is because I don't think we really have an equivalent job here. He goes around and hangs out with old people 
I don't know if he gets paid to do this or what. That's a job. Is it? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and a lot of times he will go to these different convalescent homes and whatnot and visit with old people and people who are memory impaired and whatnot. And a lot of times they think that he is related in some way because mm-hmm. he has one of those faces. You know, he's either the grandson or the nephew or the, the son or whatever. And he's kind of semi-friendly with this nurse at one of the homes that he's working at. She asks him, will you just do one more today? Mm-hmm. There's this guy up here, you know, and he's going to die and I just need one more. So he, even though his time is up and he doesn't want to be there anymore, instead of signing off on his paper, she talks him into going and doing one more. Or first I thought it was community service or something. The way they do it here is if you get into trouble and you have to do community service, you have to get your paper signed. So anyway, he goes in to see this old guy. And the guy says a bunch of really weird shit to him and then tries to kill him. Hmm. What? Yeah. He stabs him. Oh, shit. And it's sort of like, I, I, I want to call the whole novel like a caper. I love capers. You know, it, it, it really just had that whole, you have no idea why this shit is happening, but it's almost a slapstick type of thing where all this just bizarre shit happens to this poor guy. There was one um, one scene in particular that I really loved where, for some reason, all these people are trying to kill him. And he knows they're trying to kill him because of this guy that died right after. He, he said something. The old guy said something to him, and then he ended up dying right after that because the guy was defending himself. Well, at first, they're going to charge him with murder because the old man died. But then they quickly realize that other people are now trying to kill Peter because of whatever this guy said to him. Mm-hmm. So he's at his house kind of hunkered down and the doorbell rings and he's like, I got to get out of here. So he crawls out the window of his house and he's standing on his roof and he's standing there and there's this cat on the roof and he hates cats <laughs> So he's like trying to get the cat to move and he doesn't want to go keep walking along there because he's afraid that the cat's going to like attack him or something so that he's going to fall off the roof if this cat moves wrong. So he's standing there and the nurse calls him while he's standing on the roof. And he's like, what do you do if there's a cat here? What, how do you annoy a cat? And she's like, well, my cat hates it when I whistle. And he goes, well, I can't whistle. So he goes, well, how about if you whistle? So she, he talks her into whistling and holds the phone out to the cat. <laughs> <laughs> so then pretty soon the cat gets tired of it and runs off. Mm-hmm. So he's like, phew. So he moves along further. And then just as he thinks he's free, the cat jumps back at him and he ends up falling partially off the roof. But it's just hilarious the way he talks to this cat. He just, as usual with humor like this, I have a hard time describing why I liked it. But it's in the way the language is approached. I love the language. I love the Irish idiosyncrasies that are described. I like the descriptions. I like 
mostly I just love the humor. And it really was a caper type thing where you, you're trying to figure out, A, why are people trying to kill him? And it's this really super connected mobster dude that's trying to kill him. So, of course, it's constant. They're constantly, I mean, at one point they put a bomb underneath his car. This reminds me of a Guy Ritchie movie. It is like a Guy Ritchie movie. It feels movie. like a Guy Ritchie movie. This guy needs to go get Guy Ritchie to make a movie. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. But this was his well, first. Like, what era was that taking place in? It's in it's modern. Of, it's modern. Like, oh, it's modern. Okay, so at least during like the Northern Ireland and Republic. No, no, like, no, no, no. I didn't get that vibe from it at all. But okay. I I don't tend to pay attention to details very well when I read. I'm just mo- mostly interested in what I, what I enjoyed about it. And yeah. what I enjoyed about this was the humor. It was so good, and I so needed it right now. It was very intricately plotted Mm -hmm. as well. So it was well written. It was well plotted. And it had good humor. So five stars, two thumbs up. Yay, 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 yay. And I'm going to go get the others as soon as possible. Hooray. Now I just need a first edition signed copy from Ireland, please. I bet you can order that in the mail. I I, I need to uh, speak to my friends at Full Circle and see if they can get that done for me because I got to have this, man. I love it. And that was A Man With One Of Those Faces by Queeve McDonald. And I'm really sorry if I fucked up your name, but you can get mad at the dude that read the book because that's what it says on there. You heard it for yourself that that's how he pronounced that name. I never would have guessed. I'm only reading historical books right now. See, everybody deals with stress a little differently. Don't want to read anything about the present. Yeah. Well, I'm reading. I've got to have humor right now. I just can't. I just can't do anything else. That's not entirely true, though, because I am listening to um, a really good. Well, I'm not telling you what it is. I'll tell you next week. (laughs) Save it. I'm saving it. I'm saving it for next week to see how it ends, because if it if it ends the way I think it's going to end, it's going to piss me off and then I won't be reviewing it. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Because I'm a picky old bitch. So you don't want to tip your hand too early? No, I can't do that. Because then I'll be all like, oh my gosh, I love this book. And then people say, what happened to that book you really love? Like, Fuck that book. <laughs> it's really only fun to review things you hated as opposed to like things you kind of didn't like. Yeah, I know. Like a three star is a boring review. A one star is a fun review because you can mm-hmm. be mad. Exactly. You can but be I'm not mad. mad about a three star. I'm just like vaguely eh. annoyed. Yeah. Yeah. Now I get mad because if it annoys me, if if I'm loving a book and I love it and I love it, I'm like, oh my God, this is great. And then it takes a turn. I'm like, oh my God, why? Why? I loved you and you <laughs> let me you down. Be, you betrayed me. <laughs> I think I might have felt that way about this book if it hadn't ended well, but I really loved it. I wonder if the next books are going to be about him. I don't know if they are or not. You know where you can find that out. The internet. Yeah, but I haven't even looked it up yet because I was just so happy. You know, I was so happy I found this book. This book really completed me right now. You complete me. You complete me. And thank you for advertising on Facebook because otherwise I never would have found it. God, I can't believe I just said that ew how dare you i feel dirty all of my ads are car ads and will be for like the next six months because i was looking for a car and so now all of my ads are car ads i'm like i already bought it they just advertise books to me because they know what i'm buying i guess (laughs) 
I keep getting those diamond painting things that I, I bought. <gasps> Me one. too, except I haven't bought one. <laughs> you bought want one, one though, don't you? All my ads are like going out of business, 80% up. I'm like, I don't want another one right now. <laughs> book t-shirts, book merchandise, and books. That's all there I get advertised. There were shoes the other day. Mine are books, dogs, and crocheting. That's all that advertises Damn on Facebook Damn you, Facebook. Except for, thank you, Facebook, for showing me this book. See? You can't yell about Facebook for like a month now. You can complain about it in like a month or so. Yeah. Yeah, because we like need Facebook right now in our lives. I know we do. We actually really do right now. Without without obnoxious memes, where would we be? Well, yeah. More bored. And a Facebook video coffee chat that lasted like two and a half hours this morning. So it's been great. You chatted on Facebook with others? You can do that? Yeah, yeah, if you all are in Messenger, you can start like a video like a video call and it'll like put everybody in almost like kind of like a Skype Zoom situation. Really? So, yeah. yeah. At like nine o'clock, we all had our coffee slash hot chocolates and sat there and talked. All of a sudden it was 1130 and we're all like, oh shit, we got to get on with this day. <laughs> like, see wow. You next <laughs> what do you know? Yeah, so... It was fun. It's been awesome. The Zoom and stuff that you, now that everyone's really using it, is just super awesome to stay connected all the time. I love talking to our book girls, man. That's been the best part of my whole week is just getting together with people who know us and, and like what we like. And it's just so effortless. It's like we've known them forever. Except I need a better computer to be able to do Zoom. My leg's so far behind. It's, yeah, Vonnie was so easy. Use your phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just set your phone up so you don't have to hold it and then just do it that way. Yeah, we'll see. Might be less we'll try it. Maybe. Ugh. I'll just hold it way up here so that I look pretty. Hey. And that was hilarious. So who was it? Who's doing that? Who, who was I that? Did it. that? Was no, but there was somebody else. Oh, somebody else was doing, doing that too. Um, Rachel. Yeah. No. Yeah, I think it was Rachel that kept doing it. She's like, I don't want to show my double chin. I think it was. I think it was Misty. Was it Misty? I think it was Misty. I don't know. She kept saying that. I'm like, all you can see is like my oh, yeah, rooster yeah, neck. <laughs> Chicken neck. Chicken neck. That's the advantage of doing it on the laptop, though, is you can like angle your camera better. Yes. Well, I, know. I can't get I can't get it high enough because I mean, I don't have a kitchen table or anything. So unless yeah. I want to go set it on top of the dog crate. Now, that's an idea. I might be able to do that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't have a chair that I can pull up to it. I put uh, mine are- on the back of my chair. I'm going to put it I on. I wondered the... how you got that so perfectly. Alyssa looks like she's a professional I... in between the bookcases. Well... And she looks so aesthetically pleasing over there. And I'm like, how, how does she do that? There's nowhere else to sit because it's either my couch or there. <laughs> um, <laughs> and also, uh, I have to be on video calls like for my oh. work professionally. Mm. So like. I know what I'm doing now because mm. I actually because it's I have a table and then I have the chair and I set it up on the chair because oh. it's a higher angle. I know what I'm doing now. Yeah. Because yeah. you have to like look you don't have to like wear anything nice but like you do have to like look semi-professional. Listen I had this yeah, big. Yeah you gotta oh. look professional from like the waist up. Like she's in sweats on the bottom but I have this big elaborate thing like I have like a TV tray with a bunch of books on it and then my laptop on top of the books to try to get it at an angle where it's not like this you see my double chin. 
<laughs> we're so vain. Oh my God, <laughs> we're so vain. That's when you can all just sit like princess style and like put your hands like, yeah, like Bonnie's doing. Yeah, that's, that's then you go. Oh, please. And then it just covers it all. <laughs> Christ. Sitting like this, this helps. They can't see you, you people. We're on the with audio. Your, with your chin in your hand. Mm-hmm. With your chin, chin in the like hand. In the, the outside of your hands. Like yeah. Framing like your cup. face with your hands. Right. You kept it. Like a Disney princess bullshit. Yeah. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Maybe I wouldn't say that if I if my neck were. Listen, with my arthritis, this kind of hurts. <laughs> it's my arthritis. I can't handle it. It's my arthritis. It's the tendonitis. I need some pills. <laughs> <laughs> Little Billy, could you bring me a cup of coffee and my pills? <laughs> okay i'm just realizing on this zoom call like how badly i need my hair done oh I'm- we've been talking about that already Alyssa's got some serious growth out going there nobody said anything about my haircut that i gave myself this morning very oh, nice God. that means it's good if no one noticed that means you didn't <laughs> fuck it up yeah, that means this is the era of cut your own bangs my bangs were like down to like my she did chin. have some serious holy bangs. crap my bangs were like way long Ron Ron asked me the other day if he goes, hey, where are those clippers? <laughs> I said, the last time I used them, Dylan was 10 and I burnt them out on his hair. Don't you remember? No. <laughs> I said, if you want to do your own haircut, you're going to have to go buy new clippers. <laughs> I said, if, if you want, I can cut your hair. I have a pair for dogs if he wants it. It'll take me two hours to do it properly and you'll have to sit still the entire time and shut the fuck up. It won't happen. Dylan used to sit still for two hours. I have a set of clippers hair. if you want them. I'll tell him that you've offered. Okay. Because hey, I'm not honey. using them. You and you some, can keep them. You want some dog haircut? I mean, they're the same. They're just branded for dogs. <laughs> Do they have the little flow cutter mm-hmm. thingies? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. You might bring them by. <laughs> He's looking pretty shaggy. Yeah. <laughs> Come here, honey. Time for your haircut. Come here, boy. Oh, what a good boy. You sit really still and you get a treat. As she raises her eyebrows. (laughs) And on that note, that's going to do it for Three Book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Join the conversation on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.